Welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. What is happening? Yeah, thank you, as always, for listening to us as we try and make these intros really, really interesting for you, mm. uh, and we make your life a little bit better. We like to spice it up. Yes, we spice it we up. We like to spice it up. We've got a little request for you, actually. Um, usually, we do this at the end, but we'd love to ask you to pop in a little <laughs> little review for us. We would love a review if you're listening to this episode. Then you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And then if you just throw a review in at the end, that would be wonderful. If it's a five-star review, that would be... That would be, that would be pleasurable. Yes. Pleasurable? Pleasurable. Is that the know. right word? If you're listening on Spotify, I don't think that's an option. No. Well, you know, you can give us uh, five stars. You can give us a cheeky five stars on Spotify. Yeah, that would be really, really nice. If you're listening to this, then hopefully it's because you think it's valuable to you. Um, so yeah, take a second at the end of this and uh, it would really, really help us out. So yeah. thanks. And on that note, yeah, you're listening to a talk episode in which Bobby and I hopefully do a little more interesting version of this. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. And on that note, let's cue the music. It's fit to talk. Just to be clear on that, just before that music, Bobby uh, did not like run away from his microphone or anything. He just he faded himself out naturally. It was. I, I like to think it was sensual. Oh, it, I think it was sensual. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, sensual. I was aroused. Mm, I could see. I could, <laughs> we're very close together. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Bobby, you went to see the NFL yesterday. I did see the NFL yesterday. It was glorious. Yes. Some beautiful specimens on display. My goodness. Like, that is peak athleticism. Yeah. Like, absolute peak. When you see... When you see it like live, those people just clattering into each other at like ridiculous speeds, you go, no, oh, fair play. It's so interesting. I, I find that when I was younger, when I was a teenager, mm. uh, before before information about these players was easily accessible, you would think because they were wearing all that body armor and stuff, you wouldn't necessarily know how physically capable they are. Yeah. And now we have so much more information about them. You see that, as you said, they're in such insane condition you know very very specific to the role they play on the field as yeah. well and it's preposterous when you see them in real life right it, it's insane like when you look at some of the players and you kind of just you i think it's quite easy to become kind of desensitized to how ridiculous as athletes they are like <laughs> and how big they are like the quarterbacks like you go okay that's just that's just a normal sized guy yeah. And then you look closer and you're like, oh no, he's six seven. Yeah. <laughs> and his arm is the size of my torso. Yeah. yeah. Like he is a monster. <laughs> With one built shoulder and the other. Like, <laughs> one absolutely jacked shoulder. I feel like that used to be the case, right? Maybe like 30 years ago, like quarterbacks would have one really powerful mm. arm. And now obviously they need to be able to do both. Usually they have an army favor, obviously, but they need to throw with both. So now they're Well, they're becoming more kind of versatile as players. So so quarterbacks now tend to run the ball a lot more than they used to. And it's like the best, the elite quarterbacks are the ones who can also scramble as well as throw a ridiculous ball down the field. Scramble, That's he's right. getting technical now. <clears throat> Let me give you the lingo. <laughs> uh, I scramble in the morning. <laughs> it's just eggs. Yes, yeah, hey. just eggs. <laughs> hey! Thank you again, the dad jokes are what you expect from us, well, right? Oh yeah, I mean, they're guaranteed. Oh, and right. on that note of, of eggs, maybe we should talk about our topic for the day well, you're not wrong you're no, not wrong i'm not uh, wrong bobby what is our topic for the day our topic for the day is five diet tips for building muscle oh my oh God. yeah sound the klaxon oh, uh, i don't have one but uh <laughs> that's, a, that's a good klaxon impression 
Uh, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'll take it. I yeah. think it was my best work, but um, oh, I enjoyed that. It was on the That's spot. Way better than I could do. <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm now not going <laughs> to do it. Don't so don't think I'm getting lulled into that. We've got five tips. Diet-wise, five diet... Let me say the title properly. Five <laughs> diet tips for building muscle. Uh, again, this is building, unsurprisingly, on yep. our previous episode, right, in which uh, we get asked questions about this stuff quite a lot. Mm. And so there isn't, it's worth saying, there isn't a concrete, definite answer to this because it changes for everyone. But we want to give you five tips that you can use. Exactly. You don't have to use all of them. You can yep. use some of them, throw some of them away. It's yes. up to you. But you just want to find the stuff that works for you. But these are five tips that we would normally recommend to anybody looking to try and build some muscle. Yeah, we mentioned in the episode last week that if you're in a calorie deficit, you're not going to build muscle anyway. So the rest of this stuff is kind of irrelevant. Mm. It won't help you if you're if you're in a deficit from 99.9% of people. Uh, again, it gets complicated, but uh, we'll try and make it really, really simple. So you have to be in that calorie surplus. And just to jump back really quickly, you're looking at, I would recommend usually one to 300 calories, but you can go up to a sort of 500 calorie surplus, depending on your size, body weight, and how much fat you're willing to gain along the way. Yeah, that's it. And and the thing is, you may you may well gain some fat along the way. Like try, this whole idea of trying to build lean muscle, I'm going to give you air quotes, lean <laughs> muscle. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's really not a thing in so many ways. But you have to be aware that if you are trying to build this muscle, you will probably put on some fat along the way yeah and that's okay and that's fine and that's good it's totally fine uh i'm happy with it yeah. <laughs> don't be afraid of it the the reason we say one to 300 or 500 calories rather than just go well if i just eat a thousand calorie surplus then you're gonna be building more muscle right <laughs> i'd love it if that was the case yes that would be wonderful <laughs> but the, it's quite a complicated process for your body to go through in building muscle and it will only build so much a yeah. week believe me they've tried uh, and they've worked out it's about half a pound of muscle is the maximum each week so that's why we sort of cap it at that amount of calories for people you go that's the number of calories you'd need to optimally build that maximum amount of muscle your body can physically produce after that you'll just be gaining and storing fat absolutely simple as that simple as that so why don't we get down to brass tacks oh yes Brass tacks. Yeah, that's right, brass tacks. How old are you? <laughs> old. <laughs> uh, Legitimately fair. old. I, I've never felt older than being, I was at a wedding this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you said let's get down to it. And I'm like, let's deviate. I was at a wedding this weekend and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to dance. I'm worried about my knees. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh it's bad times. <laughs> it is. My knees are a bit funny at the moment, but that's uh, an entire episode, I'm sure. <laughs> we could devote an episode to that. To I think we should. How to deal with gravel knees. <laughs> gravel. Oh, yeah, I love it when you describe them as gravel it, it's a fantastic description i've got a client at the moment who uh also suffers with with many many knee injuries from uh heavy martial arts use, mm. use throughout and uh he's a competitive jiu-jitsu fighter and he's like i've come to you because i know your knees are like mine so <laughs> you can help me with this training and i was like yeah and i also know what you go through every day yes um yeah his his knees are also Gravel. Mm, nice. Well, let's get to it. Yeah, let's get down to business. So, number one, eat breakfast. Yeah. In parentheses, with protein in it. Oh, damn. Eat breakfast with protein in it. Why do we say that, Poppy? Why do we say that? So, for many, many reasons. So, prote- the reason we say to have protein in it is because you want to satiate your appetite. So, if the more protein you have in the morning, 
the more kind of your appetite is going to be satiated as you go on throughout the day. You also want to kickstart that protein synthesis as part of building that muscle. Precisely. That might have sounded like I was quizzing him. I wasn't. I, just, <laughs> I did feel under pressure. I'll probably answer this technical question. Uh, yeah, one of the things we've said on the podcast before, and that uh, I know I say to my clients, I think you do as well, is a tactic if you're struggling to get protein in this to try and make a little bite of protein the first thing that you eat mm. every time you eat. Now, that doesn't sound too challenging until you go, wait, even with snacks and stuff, and you're like, yep. And that usually means you might still have a Mars bar. Great. I did last night. Uh, a great choice. But if you have to have some protein before it, you'll go, God, well, I don't really want to have a piece of chicken. <laughs> so you might have a, a small meal or something mm. else or a little bit of scrambled eggs, and then you might not choose to have that. So uh, that Mars bar, I mean. Yep. Uh, so it, it, it's super helpful. But the breakfast is really, really important to start that process off in the morning, as you said. Uh, that's why when you have clients that say, I don't really eat breakfast, you're like, that can be good for some people. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that messes with them, but it is beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of those that we would suggest this to most people, but it's not going to work for everybody. It's not just because of the nature of um, your diet and your nutrition. Some people it totally doesn't work for. And I, I know I personally go through phases of this. Like sometimes I find if I'm trying, if I'm trying to build muscle, then this totally works for me. If I'm trying to lean, then I actually... Here's a bit of a newsflash. I don't tend to eat breakfast when I'm trying to lean just because I find it does help me cut down calories. I also find if I eat breakfast, this is just personal. This is completely anecdotal. If I eat breakfast, I get hungrier earlier in the day. Interesting. Whereas if I I hold off and I say wait for like an 11s, (laughs) (laughs) as my first like snack of the day, then I feel like I, over the course of the day, eat fewer calories. Yeah. Again, purely anecdotal. That's just me talking with my own honest opinion on what my process is or what I do. But if I was looking to build muscle, I wouldn't do that. I would always eat breakfast and I would always always eat protein to start my day. And technically you are, you know, intermittent fasting. Yes, essentially, yeah. Um, A whole other episode on that. (laughs) Yes, there is. But um, yes, I think just to to jump in on that idea that you're like, okay, if you don't eat for this time period, then that's that's okay. Mm. You know, we've spoken about eat, and that there's going to be a different version of this for everyone. Yeah. But even if you're trying to lean down and lose weight, hopefully you're still listening to this episode, you still want that amount of protein. In fact, we would argue you probably need the protein even more. Yes, you do. You want to be get, you want to be hitting over the course of the day higher protein if you're looking to try and maintain the muscle that you already have. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole extra conversation. But <laughs> we're just deviating to whole other episodes. Number two, this is a tricky one. Try and eat every three hours. That's what I've written. That is what you've written. Yes, I'm looking at it. <laughs> uh, so by this, uh, this is a classic old school bodybuilder thing that yeah. they've really struggled to prove. But anecdotally, this works. So it's yeah. it's really difficult to go. There's loads of ideas behind it about protein synthesis and uh, when that happens in your body. But at the moment, scientifically, they they're struggling to back it up. Yeah, like there was a whole load of stuff about leucine triggers, but even that's been kind of like pushed to one side because people are like, actually, we don't know if that works. Yeah. Like, th- there's a whole load of science behind this, and none of it is conclusive. <laughs> yeah, some studies say, yes, this works, and others say, no, it's nonsense. But the simple, the simplest way of saying this is that lots of people 
who are trying to build muscle find great success by doing this thing. Yeah. I, I, for me, I, the reason I think anecdotally that this works is because trying to get in that amount of protein is very difficult. Like we're talking about, we're about to talk about how much protein, but it's a lot of protein to try and fit into your day. So if you're eating regular meals, if you're eating quite a few meals across the day, it's going to be easier to get in that level of protein. To me, that makes the most sense. Yeah. And it's easier not to snack, isn't it? If you go, okay, I'm having, oh, I'm a little bit hungry now. Well, in an hour, I'm having another small meal. Mm. You go, oh my God, I'm not going to. I'm not going to have a giant bag of popcorn because I won't be able to eat my next small meal or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And it is, I think, like you said, it's a behavioral yeah. change. And if you you take that it changes the behavior, then you're lo- looking at this as a holistic thing. Like mm. realistically, that's the challenge is changing your behaviors to go, okay, I'm, I'm on track with this rather than just having to remember all the time that you're, you're trying to achieve this goal mm. by doing the same things you did previously. So maybe a tricky one, try and eat every three hours, especially if you have dedicated breaks at work, that can be tough. Then you use snacks to do that or uh, eat surreptitiously behind your desk wall, whatever it might surreptitiously. be. <laughs> surreptitiously. Well, I wouldn't recommend eating on the side of a rehearsal. Uh, no, you will get into trouble. Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, who brought tuna into this room? Who is currently peeling a boiled egg? That's the worst one that's the one mm. that's the one you see somebody at the side just peeling a boiled egg and you're like no no put that away no pre-peel guys <laughs> pre-peel even then still <laughs> even sticks. then yeah go to the loo and eat it so Absolutely. number three of our diet tips for building muscle number three is protein with every meal we've kind of already discussed bits elements of this but what we haven't discussed is how much protein you should be eating across the day so ideally you're looking for one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight as a mm. minimum. That's your minimum across the day. So, for example, me, I'm 84 kilos, give or take. <laughs> <laughs> Very much give or take. Um, <laughs> so I should essentially be eating a minimum of 84 grams of protein across the day, which isn't that difficult. Well, you well, say that. I find a lot of clients struggle with this. Yeah, partic- particularly when we start to go for kind of levels of protein that you really want for muscle building, that is when it becomes difficult. So say we take it up to two grams, which is a kind of ideal for muscle building. All of a sudden that's 168 grams, which that is difficult. It really is. Cause I find that people go, Oh, there's this, you know, even a snack that's like, Oh, protein bar. It's like 11 grams of protein. When when you see like these like Mars protein and you're like that, that, you say protein, all you mean is there's an extra gram of protein yeah, in compared it. Compared to the normal <laughs> compared one. Compared to the normal one. Which is, which is fine. It's another gram. Yeah. But, uh, you know, realistically, if you're looking at an egg, it's like, I think it's six grams of mm. seven grams, depending on the egg size of protein in an egg. So if you are vegetarian, for instance, yeah. and you only eat eggs as your source of protein, then you're going to have a miserable day trying to chow down on 180 <laughs> grams worth. I can't do the maths on that, but that would be, what, 30 eggs? 30, <laughs> 30 eggs a day? Uh, and really, you're going to have other digestive issues if you do that. <laughs> you're going to have some issues. you have some problems there. So it is tough. You need to find different strategies. The, the reason for this, it might seem unnatural um, to be eating that much mm. protein. It's because our society has gone down this route that we'll talk about in a moment of processed foods, which don't have that in them. And the yeah. NHS actually calls it a crisis currently that we're protein deficient across the board because our our diet as part of our culture is so low in protein. Um, so yeah, you might feel like that's that might be four or five times what you currently eat 
and that's okay. Work it up, build by build by build, build by build. <laughs> build, by build. We will get there. Yes, we will. And you touched on it twice. That amount for muscle building is probably a good goal. Yeah, absolutely. Now we have already said this is this is difficult. I mean, uh, uh, there will come a point where you might go. You know what? I'm struggling. I'm struggling yeah. to get in that level of protein. That is when we start to discuss supplementation. But that is very much the the clue is in the words supplementing your diet. So your first port of call shouldn't be reaching for a massive protein shake. You want that to be a supplement to a good overall diet. That's always the the first, first place to start. And then if you're struggling, then we start to put in some supplementation. All the extra bits. Couldn't have worded it better if I scripted it. Um, uh, which we didn't, by the way. That, no. No. Uh, no, to, that was say, not scripted, no. To say these episodes are scripted is loose at best. Um, <laughs> we, 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 I'd say we've it's got five right. bullet points here, but realistically, they're just sort of five words. <laughs> um, number four on, on our bullet points for you, uh, drink water. Now, this might seem counterintuitive, but water is essential for our bodies. We know this for lots of other reasons that we've spoken about, but we need it for the process uh, that your body goes through in order to build muscle. And the resistance training that you're incredibly likely to be doing to build that muscle causes water loss through Mm -hmm. that sweating. So you not only do you need that minimum amount of water in the day, which is probably a lot more than you currently drink, but also you need extra on top of that as well, which is actually quite a lot of water. It is a lot of water. And like, you've got to think you want your muscles to be at peak ability, really peak performance. So yeah. those muscles need to be hydrated in order to achieve that. So you've got to think constantly like, yes, you are, you are giving up uh, water by sweating. You are going to need that water replaced in order to have your muscles function at that peak performance in order to like maximize your muscle growth. Truth. And, Truth. And alongside that, I I like to think with this that uh, th- your palate changes. So this is it's not just me thinking, but this is this is true mm. anecdotally and scientifically that the more water you drink or the more used to drinking water you get, you can reset your tastes to the point where water starts to taste amazing and you start to crave it because your body remembers that you need it. So if you're somebody who pretty much only drinks Coke, let's say, and the idea of water is miserable to you, try just drinking water for a week. You you might be miserable for the first five days because you're probably on a sugar withdrawal, but then you should go to this lovely, wonderful place. Absolutely. And I, I know this is something that you say to your clients. This is something I always say to my clients. Start your day with a glass of water. Yeah. That's like instantly. The, f- the first thing you do when you wake up, drink a glass of water. Even if you don't like it, you're not, at that point, you're probably not awake enough to realize you don't like water. Yeah, true. So <laughs> smash down a glass of water and your body will start that process of changing its taste. Yeah, I need the loo right now because we both smashed down a pint of water just before this podcast. <laughs> we did. We, we both came in and we were like, oh, I'm craving some water. <laughs> I need thirsty. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the best timing for me. <laughs> oh, that's another thing with that, actually. Your body retrains itself to not need the toilet as regularly. It does. Which is amazing. So for that first week, if you start having the right amount of water that you need, you'll probably end up going to the loo every hour and a half. Oh, it will be a wild ride for that first week. <laughs> You'll be like, oh my God, I need the toilet so badly. And it's instant. And then you're like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, which is joyous. Well, we should move on to number five before I have that exact experience. <laughs> I might drag out number five <laughs> just to torture you. The tension. Uh, number five is 
Eat whole foods. Now, I don't mean if you're going to eat a potato, eat the whole thing. We literally mean whole foods like fresh meat, you know, fish, eggs, vegetables, and lots of them. Pulses, fruits, rice, oats, quinoa, etc. Everything like that. Absolutely. And you've kind of already touched on this in that our current society is very heavy on the old processed foods. Mm. And it's not very beneficial to our bodies, particularly if we're looking to try and build muscle. Yeah. If you think about it this way, right? If I gave you uh, (laughs) a bag of potatoes. Yes. And I boiled them Mm, and I put them on a plate with no seasoning, Mm. no butter, Mm. no nothing other than 500 grams of potato <laughs> you would really struggle to eat that i i genuinely would it would be miserable mm. however if i put 500 grams of crisps in front of you mm. you would plow through that bag of crisps mm. with no problem oh easy like Realistically, you could probably do a kilo of crisps. That's the difference. Whole food versus processed food. Because they're so satiating and they don't feel... uh, Sorry, um, the satiating is the wrong word. Because they're they're so appetizing when you eat them. They're chemically designed to make you want, want more food. And they don't fill you up so that you eat and buy more. You're literally going to eat more of that stuff. So more calories, et cetera. Bad, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad idea. A wildly bad idea. Well, also because like, just look at it simply. We've already said you want to be maximizing how much protein you get into your diet. Those foods are not high in protein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're really not. And they're very sneaky with their calories and you could quite easily end up in a massive calorie surplus. So you- Yeah. Without knowing. Yeah, without, absolutely easily without knowing. It's um, it's surprising how calorie dense and how lacking in nutrients those processed foods are. Precisely. If we're being really uh, specific, then they contain things like added sugars, trans fats, <laughs> nitrates, mm-hmm. uh, corn syrup, sodium, and a whole host of other chemicals that you don't really want. Uh, we've got some examples of those foods to give you because I think some of them are really obvious, right? When you're looking at that chocolate and sweet section, you're like, that is a processed food. I understand. But one that always, like when I learned this, it shocked me a bagel. I love a bagel. I love bagels. I also love I've chocolate downstairs. processed foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, just a side note, we're not saying don't eat processed foods at all. We love processed foods. Like Absolutely. Anybody who knows us knows that we love them. But if you are, again, trying to maximise your muscle building, then it's something to avoid. Yeah, and just to cut down on a little bit. Yeah. You know, if, if the majority of your diet is made up of these processed foods, things like, even things like fruit bars... Yeah, these are sneaky. Fruit bars and cereal bars. These yeah. ones that are all like, oh, we're healthy. We're super natural. Everything like, it is no. natural. You're like, no. Nothing. Especially with some of them, the ones when you're like fiber 90 or stuff like that. That's, okay, that's 90 calories. Like, fine. I, I quite like a couple of those because yeah, at least it's 90 it's, calories. And it's, it's not healthy. No, but it's a it's a good way of maybe like- lower calories. It's a low calorie snack you could like put into your diet yeah, to make it and work. some of them yeah. taste great. So I'm on board with that. But it's the ones that claim to be healthy. And then you look at the, and it's like 240 calories. You're like, well, that's- basically the same as most chocolate bars. Sure, the content is a little better, but it's still not ideal. Probably not dramatically better. And at which point you go, okay, which one of these is actually going to make me happier? Like, which one am I actually going to enjoy? Precisely. And that's what we chat about with, like, actual health, right? Health, looking at it from a holistic point of view. If you're 
out-and-out goal is muscle building at, at all costs with uh, lean, wonderful, perfect, in air quotes, diet, then yeah, you're not going to be touching any of these things. Cereals are a big uh, offender of this. <laughs> you um, know I love cereal. And uh, pizza, our favourite, even oh, in, our, in our this or that questions, we have uh, Domino's or Papa John's, uh, a permanent debate of ours. Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, it's Domino's, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you're wrong. Obviously stuff like cookies. Sausages. Processed. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Wild, wildly processed. When you think about it. And then obviously things like frozen meals, microwave meals, most of them are stuff like that. And supplements. Yes. Processed, obviously. Clearly. Not real food. Hopefully, let's just recap those. Number one, eat breakfast with protein in it. <laughs> Number two, eat every three hours. Smaller meals, regular interval. <laughs> three, protein every meal. One gram per kilogram maximum. Minimum. Number four. Minimum. Minimum. minimum, minimum. minimum. Number speak. four, drink water. And number five, eat whole foods. I think we've smashed it. Five diet tips for building muscle. I love that. That was great. We rattled through it. As always, take it, use what you need. Yeah. Get rid of what you don't. And I haven't wet myself. Yet. <laughs> there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> I feel like there's always time for that. Yeah, the podcast isn't over. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully you found this useful. Um, again, let us know what you think about these episodes that we're, we're doing at the mm. moment because... Um, you know, it, they're a slight deviation from some of the normal chat that maybe we had before. And it should be a little really clear breakdown for you from the title of what you're going to get in there. <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes it isn't. So uh, yeah, let us know. And thank you for listening uh, once more to our fit to talk podcast. And don't miss our next guest episode when we are joined by Gabrielle or Gabby Coca, who's been in lots and lots and lots and lots of shows. In fact, just finished Anything Goes. Yeah, Gabby is Awesome. So that was a great chat and you're going to enjoy it. That's dropping on Monday. Look forward to that one. Um, As always, find us on social media at fit2 underscore talk. Please, as we said at the beginning of the show, give us a share. Give us a review. Do you believe in love after love after love? Somebody, not, somebody did, <laughs> Will in Joseph did uh, Shero, so oh. a share version of the Pharaoh, which was spectacular. I want to record it. But that's, that's a side <laughs> point. But yeah, please give us a share. <laughs> that's all I can think about now. Give us a share. Give us a review. Whatever you can, please. Just anything is great for us just to spread the word and hopefully get more people listening in and get like get our message across to more people. Um, and as always, please send your messages, slip slide into those DMs. I will be sat there eating a Papa John's because it's the elite pizza. Oh, devastated. If you like what you've heard, we've been fit to talk with me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. Sir.